This is the Video Junkyard Podcast. A place that appeals to your deepest and darkest fantasies. The dead whose haunted souls hunt the living. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. From this nightmare world emerges a fearsome half-man, half-ape with the strength of 20 demons. Hey everyone, and welcome back to another exciting episode of the Video Junkyard Podcast. I'm Eric Branson. With me, as always, my good friends and co-hosts, Ryan Stiskel and Joe Peterson. How's it going tonight, guys? Pretty good. Chilling. Enjoying good. the drop in temperature. Getting pissed when it increases again. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how, how your weather, where you are at least, Ryan, is pretty similar to here, and it's supposed to get hot again for a couple days. It's supposed to drop but. tonight, apparently. Yeah. yeah. We're yeah, it does that thing cold. this time of year where it gets it gets you know warm it well into the 80s in the daytime and then back down to the anyway yeah there's the weather report for nip that in the bud well knees been acting up so I know it's gonna get cloudy <laughs> yeah why, why is it the weather why is it always the instinct of like hey we're talking we're on the air we're recording this let's talk about the yeah. weather and by the time it airs it's like actually the wet the weather from you know northern Illinois southern Wisconsin from Two weeks ago, yeah, so, and yeah, like, and we, yeah, we just spent an hour and a half talking about bullshit. <laughs> like, about we get on, it's like weather. Shit. Yeah, that's what's funny. We talked about movies and all kinds of stuff, and then yeah, right when we record, how about that weather? Right how from a from, from a recording from weeks before it's even fucking posted. Yeah. So that when people yeah. are hearing this, and like, what do you mean? It's been like ten below for the past week. Well, it's it's a Pandora's box you don't want to open up to try to get predictive about it. You know, since we record a few weeks early, we don't want to be like, wow, so that asteroid impact uh, today was pretty crazy, right? <laughs> yeah. Kind of predicting yeah, that that's going to happen. No, do that. The giant volcanoes that erupted yesterday. Hope everybody... Starts to turn into kind of like a War of the Worlds type situation all over again. It's like, oh, this fucking podcast is fucking like dropping some truths. And well, today, and we're, we're going to be the next you know, Simpsons. We're going to predict everything. Well, and since, you know, the, of course, you know, our listeners aren't going to know this, but we, we didn't record last week, so we are, you know, catching up and stuff. So, like, the current events that we're talking about are still from, like, a week or two ago. Like, we were just talking about the Queen dying. You know? Yeah. <laughs> and that's that's yeah. old news now. Um, so, then I'll refrain from, like, distasteful Queen jokes. But, you know, yeah. So the timing is all over the place. But that's yeah, okay. that's why we probably shouldn't talk about current events, really. But um, yeah, have you guys been uh, seeing? We, we just spent about two hours talking about the stuff you've we've seen and watched and whatever. Is there anything you guys wanted to uh, that you were impressed enough with that uh, you want to throw out the recommendation for? Go see Barbarian. That's all I'm gonna say. Nah, I've been reading Go See Barbarian, and no mm-hmm. one will tell me anything about it, which is a good thing, actually. I think, but yeah. So, but. Good I probably time. won't go to a theater and see it as much as I would love to. I've been dying to go back to a movie, but it just the good, timing. Yeah. Like, good time will be had by all. Yeah, I'll leave it there. I did see a trailer today uh, that they're coming out with a spirit Halloween movie. Oh, yeah? To, yeah. To, like, tie in with the stores? Yeah. Is it just, like, taking the place of a movie that just closed its theatrical run? Like, um, Is that... It no, obviously it's, would would be wouldn't it? yeah i mean it's it's <laughs> pretty much uh it, it's got christopher lloyd in it no oh, okay i'm sold and i think a couple other like <laughs> big names but it's it looks very low budget but stupid fun yeah yeah okay but so that one i mean you, you had me at christopher lloyd so yeah yeah why chris <laughs> I was then again. He's. It's not like he hasn't made decisions like that in the past. I was frozen today. Yeah. <laughs> I I did in scrolling through YouTube stuff with my son today. Did come across also like a, a YouTube video that's just like all of the transformation scenes of Nicolas Cage and Ghost in the Ghost Rider movies. And ah, yes. I hated doing like a supercut. Like, yeah, it was like a supercut of all the transformation. Like, all right, you know what? If you just showed me this. I would totally be totally be on board with these movies. 
but <laughs> maybe we should do Ghost Rider for Halloween. Yeah, I mean, the, the <laughs> movies oh, that God. Nicholas Cage not even seven. same. Yeah. yeah, Spirit of Vengeance is the good one. It's it's the badder. It's it's the worst yeah. of the two, but it's better. It's more it's fun to watch. Way more fun. Yeah. <laughs> oh, by yeah. Far. That's a Nicholas Cage classic in a lot of ways. If you can get Nicholas pa- Cage, Page, Nicholas Cage to fucking piss fire in a movie. <laughs> Like that's yes. all method. <laughs> oh yeah, that's that's. Oh yeah, that's on those the list. That's of actually Cage pissing fire, man. <laughs> scenes in a movie where you can tell the director went, Nick, we're not roll. We just want to start rolling now. Okay, just you're quit. just just catch this is just what you, you do. Like he wasn't even supposed to be on set that day. He just showed up and did that. <laughs> they caught him out back of a supermarket. They were like, let's just roll it. <laughs> Uh, good thing he was still in costume yeah <laughs> i could see him doing that though i could see him like i'm in a movie right now i'm just gonna dress like this for a while <laughs> i i want it to be in some kind of weird fucking situation where somehow nicholas cage listened to our podcast listens specifically to this episode meets you on a plane and goes i heard you think that you could i would just piss fire and that I would record it. Put you in a very awkward position. That's an awesome that. Nick Cage impression, by the way. Yeah, actually, was it, was pretty was good. It really? Was <laughs> yeah, it really was. <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of... You should just do that from now on. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even remember what I did. But hey, we recorded it. Segway. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll have to like cut that little bit out and just send it to you and be like, this is your, your Nick Cage voice. So. <laughs> good job. Good, I'm proud, and I wasn't even there for it. I did it, and I wasn't even there for it. Yeah, it was maybe good. Nick Cage will listen to this because I'm sure he's a very big fan of the movie we're reviewing tonight. So. That's right. So. <laughs> yeah. Actually, just it actually seems oddly enough that, that might that I, might I fit, could see but, that. Like, yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, so um, the movie uh, we're reviewing tonight, I I kind of had trouble coming up with something to the way we've been doing things is but one one of us has been thrown out a movie that we wanted to see or cover on the podcast. And the other two has kind of tried to pick uh, a movie kind of loosely based on it, at least conceptually um, based Something. on that initial pick. Yeah. So this round was Joe picked the movie, Dave made a maze. Um, and we've been kind of both Brian and, I, and myself's uh, subsequent picks have been kind of in a response to that. So I'm Brian. Um, now. You're, you're what? You said Brian. <laughs> did I? I think you did. Or I heard I heard Brian. It's fine. Oh well, I don't even know anyone named Brian really. That's interesting. Um, no one needs to know so a person. You should have said Brian. that in Nick Cage voice. <laughs> I heard you say Brian. <laughs> Hugh Grant? Was that Hugh Grant? Probably. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah, anyway, I had trouble coming up with something, especially going just off of the concept of Dave made a maze because it was prior to actually even watching the film. So, um, so yeah, I, I went to a, there's a website Joe pointed me to a while back that helps you match movies. Um, can't even remember off the top of my head what it's called, but anyway, you, you type, you type in the, uh, movie. You uh, cheated. You cliff question. notes. Yeah. It. I, I, I totally <laughs> cheated and yeah. gave me a list of stuff that was supposedly similar to Dave made a maze and nothing on there. It turns out was similar to it really at all, except that it just, um, you know, there's a couple of scenes, and we'll we'll talk about that. I mean, when we get into the movie that there are a couple of similarities, I suppose. But I can say, to, in your defense, the way that I was viewing this thing, because we had Dave made a maze, and it showed a lot of interest in use of practical effects, mm-hmm. and then yeah. I suggested be kind rewind. Same situation, and after watching the borrowers, I can say that their use of practical effects to make it look like a tiny, like mm-hmm. a larger version of, of everyday small items was very effective. And yeah. I think this fit the theme. I, I did not know where we were going to go with borrowers, but when I watched it, I'm like, this is a saving grace. So I think that's, that's predominantly where I got the similarities yeah. was in the, in mm-hmm. just, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So yeah, I feel bad. A, so 1997's <laughs> the borrowers is what we're watching this evening. In every city, in every house, unseen, unsuspected, they borrow our possessions. They watch our every move. Now, it's time to see the world through the eyes of the borrowers. Amazing. 
tiny little people. But one man, Ta-da! 24 luxury apartments in the place of one house, is out to destroy their home. I want this house flattened, and I want it flattened today. And he's about to discover those little rats stole something very important from me. <laughs> and nobody steals promotions, Pete Potter. <laughs> that big, any last words, isn't always better. From the author of Bed Knobs and Broomsticks comes an adventure for people of all sizes. I'm gonna borrow you. Hold on to your hat. Small. End of the line, Berman. Hey, is awesome. John Goodman. I hate you little people. Oh, that's a shame, because we love you. The Borrowers. Borrowers was directed by Peter Hewitt, uh, written by Gavin Scott and John Camps, uh, starring John Goodman, Jim Broadbent, uh, Celia Imry, Mark Williams, Hugh Laurie, um, Bradley Pierce, and a very young Tom Felton. Um, oh my god right yeah yeah. so essentially like half of the supporting cast from the harry potter films (laughs) (laughs) so um but i mean they're on a small house as well so yeah yeah yeah. um and also hugh laurie's in all kinds of these fucking 90s kids movies like he was the dad in uh that one mouse movie stuart stuart little stuart little yeah Uh, one of the henchmen the first thing i remember him from one of the henchmen in the uh, 101 Dalmatians, yep. which with the mm-hmm. other dude as well. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, so. I, yeah. And Mark Williams, who plays Exterminator Jeff in this movie, is, you know, um, Mr. Weasley from Harry Potter. <laughs> Jim Broadbent plays Professor What's His Name in the later. Yeah. So they, they're all in there somewhere. And then um, you got Fred from the Flintstones in here as well. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah. Mr. John that's, Goodman himself. That's so. all people know John Goodman from. Yeah. Is... I mean, that's really all he's ever done. Right. Besides if that arachnophobia, I thought we were talking about King Ralph. <laughs> <laughs> oh my fucking God. I forgot that I've seen that movie. Thanks yeah, comedy too. central yeah. for that well, random fucking tidbit. There's also blues brothers 2000. So True. we don't talk about that one. <laughs> Uh, let me get you a quick synopsis from the back of the DVD box of the borrowers. They're charming and small and live behind the wall. They're the borrowers, <laughs> tiny people whose big family adventure is filled with some of the most eye-popping effects ever seen on film. Not sure that's quite the case, but anyway. Based on the beloved classic novels by Mary Norton and starring John Goodman, the borrowers of it's a film treat to be enjoyed by people of all sizes. That told us nothing about what the movie's actually about, except that it's about little people and John Goodman's in it. But that gets and us started, people. so... Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, so borrowers, they're uh, very tiny people. We're not talking like, like little people, but we're talking like miniature, um, would you say, a couple of inches tall of race of beings that live in the walls and kind of sneak around and uh they got get the name i assume from from stealing or borrowing i should say things from uh from houses to kind of build and and fill up their their world build their houses out of and etc um seems about right little pack rats literally the primary plot is john goodman plays oshis p potter a crooked lawyer who's going to um swindle an old lady out of her estate when she passes away basically it's under her family out of the estate after after she passes away uh basically just this old um kind of an older home like it it doesn't actually look i'm not sure exactly what uh he's he's looking for money something along those lines like uh, he's looking for the will will. the will the will is what he needs to prove that or to like sign it over to himself and the house isn't really anything all that special. So I was trying to, like, remember what it is that he's, like, his his main motivation for doing this whole, like... Pottersville. You know, he wants big, to build uh, Pottersville. Oh, yeah, he wants to... That's right. He wants to knock it down and build Pottersville. So. The, the big American wants to do real estate. That's mm-hmm. always... That's what it is. I guess I should have guessed, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. That's right. Absolutely. I don't blame um, you for not remembering this plot. It's just I watched the movie last night. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, it's still like my my yeah, brain. Yeah, it's been about a week the, for me, so it's. Uh, yeah, the time has not. Yeah. I haven't dilated enough to push it in the way back corners. 
Yeah, so the family, the lenders, are... Um, oh, that's funny. They're called the are lenders. The, yeah, the lenders. Yeah. <laughs> Borrowers and the lenders. Yeah, I didn't get that until I looked at the Wikipedia page and saw the name of the characters. I was like, oh, okay. Um, they are... Clever. The, 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 the grandmother has passed away and left uh, their, their living in the house and we're, that is also occupied by the clock family who are borrowers and uh there's uh the four of them which is pod clock played by jim broadbent um homily clock played by celia emery uh and their two children um arity clock and pea green clock which were the yeah little borrowers that uh li- which, also live in the house so which yeah Green essentially it's a is is the little malfoy Yep, baby Tom Malfoy. Felton, who yeah, you would Harry Potter fans would know as Draco Malfoy from the, but he's even younger than his first appearance as so in, in fucking that, young, so, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's a, yeah, like five year old kid here. So, yeah. I, I do think it's funny that the Wikipedia page for the Borrowers also links to Alien Resurrection and Tomorrow Never Dies. So yes. if you ever go down a fun um, internet rabbit hole. This this might be a, a crossroads on your way. <laughs> yeah, that that those are the two movies that beat it out of number one. It was number two to both of those movies when it came out. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, had you guys seen this before? Yes. You have. Had you? This was I, a first time for me. So I actually saw Sorry. it on VHS in the nineties. Like we rented it. Yeah. Like it, everything came flooding back to me, but I remember it being advertised like fucking crazy when i was a kid and like i really wanted to see it and then like of course i saw it like years after it came out seeing it went okay (laughs) yeah check the list i i had kind of that exact same story except that i never actually saw it i remember all of the advertising i remember the you know the movie box i remember kind of being interested in i would have been an older kid by the time this came out in 1997 but I still remember being like somewhat interested in seeing it. Um, then it kind of fell off the radar, and yeah, I, I, scrolling down this list, you know, when I was trying to pick a movie and went, "Oh, that one would be interesting," because yeah, never saw it. Well, it's kind of it was interesting because I mean, overall, I didn't. I'm not like trying to bash it on this alone or anything, but I really didn't get much out of watching it because I wasn't. I remember not being that interested in '97. This isn't something that I would have rushed out to see. Um, right. you know, I would have been in high school and it wasn't targeted at me, but also I r- vaguely remember, you know, it being a thing that was out, but I also remember the books. I don't think I read them, but I remember them being around school yeah. and stuff when I was in grade school. And also when I was in grade school, we also had a TV show called the littles, which was mm-hmm. on like Nickelodeon or something like that. Oh, that was no, very that. Yeah. similar to these stories. And that was based on a book. Uh, and when I was really little, honey, I shrunk the kids came out. So when when the borrowers came out, I wasn't interested because I wasn't the target audience anyway, but it didn't really pop up on my radar because it wasn't something that would have been unique to me because I kind of grew up with stories of tiny little people that live in the walls or whatever, you know, and yeah. make things yeah. out of buttons and shit like that. So Right. We also had Fraggle Rock growing up, which is kind of oh, a yeah. similar, like, you know. Yeah, so it was except, except of course they're Muppets, but yeah, and you know, and of course this the the book the Borrowers came out in what fifty two it says, so mm-hmm. that does I I get it you know it's that was kind of maybe the original or an earlier version of all of those other things that followed, but those are what I grew up with, so this one wasn't yeah. really it didn't look unique to me. Perhaps when my I was slight a kid. interest in seeing it was more of. Well, that they advertised the hell out of it, if I remember correctly. Um, secondly, knowing that it was based... I don't think I ever read the books, but knowing that it was based on like a series of kids' books. Um, that was probably something that... Yeah, anyway. I don't or maybe know, just so... I don't know what it is with like these movies that like trigger in my head as a kid. Like, that you see in like... <laughs> Like trailers and other movies, like other VHS tapes and shit like that, especially children's flicks. But there was always this weird aesthetic I remember from the 90s of these types of films where it's just mm-hmm. like an American family lives in an American town that is they... clearly London or England or yeah. somewhere. <laughs> yeah. But like the aesthetics are just like off and always warm. 
there's always like a warm green, yep. an orange somewhere, and like I'm looking staring at my notes because I I wrote a note down about this. Um, damn, I can't find it. But yeah, it, it's uh, it does. It all has this like kind of, and including the Chris the, the Chris Columbus Harry Potter movies, the first two of them have that like exact same kind of look and feel to them. Yeah. This has a very like. Um, Chris Columbus, uh, 90s, maybe, I wouldn't say Spielberg necessarily, but like, I don't know, the family films of this era all have that something that's very similar. And you feel like the Miramax logo is always somewhere. (laughs) It's like, yeah, the, the, yeah, definitely the Miramax thing. Um, like there's, there's a feel to them. It's almost like somebody's been playing with, you know, the saturation a little bit, you know. Um, Like I'm watching somebody's memory. yeah. Yeah. They're real bright. They are all warm colors, like Ryan said. Yeah, and that's exactly what I wrote down. There's a tone or color scheme that seems to be prevalent in many of these fantasy films of this era, all the way up through the early Harry Potter films. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, a lot of strong so. contrast, bright colors. Um, but even the, even of, the staging kind of too m- muted slightly because they're not vibrant yeah. colors, right? But well, they're, and the, the way they depict they're... like the uh, English village and everything as well is always is very similar to a lot of the movies of that. Maybe they were just adapting a lot of like old, you know, not old English, but like you know, older English kids' novels at that time. Or yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, it's I know exactly what you're talking about because I picked up on that right away. I'm like, this feels of this era. Like it just has something about it. Like everything about it. The the performances, the the tones, and like yeah, everything about it is very. <laughs> 1997 yeah. <laughs> like it fits right there well, speaking of performances yeah. um the only one that i could see remembering anything from personally like watching it now my first time you know at 40 <laughs> was yeah. john goodman um yeah. you can tell he's having a lot of fun with this like he's really john, hamming it up john goodman's one of those actors that's pretty much good in anything like you can hand him anything and he's gonna mm-hmm. you know even in a movie that and the the, we'll talk about whether this is one of those or not but even in a movie that's not wonderful he shines as being you know yeah um, yeah yeah you know i agree and uh, his his performance is the good kind of over the top like he's he's actually very funny i mean he's like the bad guy obviously so he's but um i think his performance is very funny or the way he does it is very he always has a charm animated yeah yeah um I really like that, especially because he play. You know, half of this movie they electrocute him. It's one of the first gags and the, the things that they do to him, and it, his hair puffs up, and he's been he spends half the movie with his hair standing straight up in the air, essentially face so, red. Yeah, it's like That's face red. Yeah. So his performance, I I prefer much to like a lot of the other ones in here. Jim Broadbent's an actor that I I've enjoyed in things before, but I think he's really obnoxious in this movie, and he's he's like the patriarch of the of of the borrowers family uh-huh. that we, we meet here and I don't really like him in this. And I, I, I don't know. I, I tried to like warm to him throughout the movie, but both of the borrower parents are, I, I'm none not sure the, what they were going for with that, but none of the characters are interesting. Oh, that's another thing yeah. too. The mom, the, the mom in these types of movies always has to have short black hair with like a bob cut. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know what... Other... Anyways, yeah, checking it off the bingo. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, none of the characters are actually that interesting at all, to be honest. It's like, yeah, well, I don't really care. Well, uh, the, the, <laughs> the plot's not exactly complex. You know, basically the no. little bit we gave you is most of what the uh, the story is. I was a little afraid at the beginning of the film that this was just going to be, um, you know miniature people home alone like they were just going to be in the house beating up this you know this exterminator and john goodman and, and then mark williams plays exterminator jeff who he brings in to exterminate the the, the vermin the borrowers and the walls um but i yeah, thought that's pretty much what we were going to get of this movie was that yeah. that was just going to be it and luckily it's not that it does go beyond that pretty quickly because uh, i was really not looking forward to it if that's all it was going to be but it's yeah there's a little bit of a i was kind of expecting maybe some kind of american tale like feel to it as well like the separation between the kids and the family no yeah (laughs) Yeah. there's there's not much of a heart here 
yeah, they get out and, you know, have some adventures. And um, the early part of the movie is probably more impressive effects-wise. And we'll get to that eventually because I think that's the main thing that's yeah. impressive about this movie. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it is it's it is an adventure film. It's basically a here to there. Like, they, you know, lose one kid, they lose another. They're chasing around trying to find their but, children, get everybody back together. But Foil Potter's so plot. But small, though, the here from there is essentially the block. Mm-hmm. Right, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, keep keep so going. A big adventure. Um, <laughs> they also just just one thing I noticed we were talking about um, British novels or British children's novels is they refer to uh, the human characters as beans, human beans yeah. in this movie. Um, that that's definitely a thing that is. Well, I don't know. I, BFG, I think, uh, BFG, yeah, did the that. BFG, and I and now looking at this and when Mary Norton is it Mary Norton that wrote this book wrote this uh, perhaps Roald Dahl actually borrowed that from her but that's uh, certainly something I remember from reading the BFG as a kid um, yeah same so but anyway but it's also yeah a British <laughs> kids book <laughs> with, so, whether, with some of the same tones there is certain or a some... small bit Brit they're gonna call a human a bean right so yeah. There's certainly a large dose of kind of rolled doll type, so that he obviously got some influence because I think he wrote most of his stuff in the 50s and 60s, so this probably predated most of his work. But yeah. Anyway, we're not a liter- literature review here, so we'll move on with. <laughs> <laughs> it's so hard so. because there's really, really not much to talk about this movie. No, it's it's kind of a here to there thing, you know. The kids yeah. get the kids get in trouble. They get outside of the walls. The, the parents. That you know the uh, clock parents, the the borrowers, they tell them very strongly. You know, you're never to be seen. You're never to go anywhere outside the walls. And of course, the first thing they do is get seen. You know, get into this conflict, <laughs> right get taken away. Way. Like just like yeah. Uh, and it's it's basically a chase movie. After that, I like I said, I was I was secretly although it's not the, my favorite plot in the world. I was secretly grateful that it didn't just stay in the house and you know beat up the idiots kind of Home Alone style because. Man, I, I, when they were setting it up, I'm like, oh, this is going to get old fast because I thought that's what we were getting. So that was my big pleasant surprise about it is like it's that's not the movie. Um, yeah, I was I was not expecting it to be as much uh, world building as as mm-hmm. it did. And it, it just did more than I, I was was expecting to see. I, th- I thought, too, this is just going to be like, OK, they're in the house. But when you actually learn that, no, there's an entire like whole world of borrowers i keep almost saying littles um yeah because i watched that cartoon more than i read these books um but when you start learning that it's like a a broader world of them and they're they've got it's almost like their own little city too um yeah you know that oh and they call each other oh you're an any Oh, that oh, makes any an and outies yeah yeah i'm just I like didn't, mm. didn't care for that i'm like <laughs> That feels because dirty. when I was growing up, that was a uh, a thing that people referred to like belly buttons. People yeah. would call people. I think they still yeah, do. Which they is still like, do. yeah. <laughs> anyway. Kids on the TikTok. I'm sure that's tell that, us. Maybe that's an American thing, <laughs> I, and that's not. No, I, I I wouldn't be surprised if that was a, a reference even in 1952. I I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> yeah. considering all these other puns. You know, the the borrowers and the lenders. You know, yeah. all that is, is human human beings, human so. beings, and all that. I'm pretty sure that it felt pretty for it. Now, again, I haven't read the books. I don't know if it's in those books, but I, I would yeah. expect it. Just it. Otherwise, that's really on the nose. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, uh, the the, like you said, the plot's kind of like. It's there, yeah. but, it's, yeah, but it's you can always totally kind of guess where it's going. Yeah. You know that they're gonna cut. They're gonna bring everything together. The family's gonna. You know, it's a family film, so they're probably going to find the kids. They're probably mm-hmm. not going to die. They're they, probably going to foil Potter's plan, you know, and all this. And, yeah. Well, they um, ju- they jump so quickly. They It moves at a breakneck speed. Like, first, the kids fuck the The main kid, the adult, the bean, the human bean kid, he's, they introduce yeah. him as, like, setting, like, weird traps everywhere because he's like, I, there's these fucking creatures, and I'm going to find them, Mom. Yeah, whatever. Mm. Uh, then he finds one, and then right away, like, like both we're friends. Ru- both yeah, they're friends. <laughs> both rules are broken within like two minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, like 
she's not too distraught at being captured and 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 discovered breaking the main rule of the borrowers and then she, he's just like oh you have a family that's sad and shit like that like or bad th- i don't f- fucking remember yeah, I just re- no, but it does. It, Congratulations, it you have a family. How sad for you. <laughs> My mom just neglects me. Um, yeah, it's one of those things where it's just like God, fuck. Like they, it's like it did not stop for a second. But at the same time, kind of wanted it to speed up faster. Yeah, I, I don't think any of these points. Like we are complaining, it's a little thin. But I, I honestly don't feel like I wanted them to spend a whole lot more time developing, you know, like that relationship necessarily. I, you could have like i think you could you could do a little more with like that in, but well, indian in a cupboard type situation I, yeah exactly I don't think we, yeah it's a cliche yeah. that is in every one i mean of these the, kids movies because you need that connection. the toy is literally in there the indian in the cupboard right. toy it's literally in that scene that they made. yeah and that's that's another <laughs> one i forgot to mention too but indian in the cupboard yeah. there was this there's throughout at least going back to the 50s and well even earlier if you think of like folklore about leprechauns and shit like that and fairies and all that there's Mm -hmm. always stories about miniature people living in the big big people's world right and where these two collide so it's a very cliche thing you're always going to have that and it's usually a child is going to you know befriend and they're both gonna like you said break the rules it's it's in everything when my daughter was was a toddler she really liked the disney tinkerbell cartoons they were all like that yeah you know where it's like oh the little girl who everybody thinks is you know fucking batshit because she believes in fairies and then she's like oh, i proved it you know it's don't bring it's she's 12 now so don't bring that up for her friends oh that's oh that's perfect blackmail joe it is now <laughs> it's about... but you know yeah. the, it's it's a it's a thing that is kind of inherent in all of these so you're right they really don't need to spend a lot of time on it because yeah. It's kind of a cliche. Yeah, and one thing I was super not clear on, and it's from my, I, I was thinking of this earlier when you said something, Joe, that um, about the borrower's primary rule is they're not supposed to be seen mm-hmm. or you know uh, found out. They they stay hidden from from the beans from hu- big humans. Um, there is a variety of scenes in this movie where I can't seem to figure out whether the human the the big humans the beans know about the borrowers or not because there's see there there are times when like well like Hugh Laurie's character officer steady obviously does not believe the crazy talk that he hears about the little people and um (laughs) John Goodman's character seems very un like okay so you put yourself in this situation where all of a sudden crawls out of your wall a bunch of tiny little people right yeah, that's gonna be pretty have a pretty substantial effect on you, I believe. He seems to be pretty easy to just go. Well, look, borrowers. That's pretty much like I don't care. I'm they gonna, have yeah, my wipe them out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Exterminator Jeff is pretty accepting of this right away as well. So like, I'm like, well, okay, maybe maybe in this world they they actually know about the borrowers, but then later in the film, it it definitely takes time to point out to you that people don't know about them. So I think it it. It's world building. The little bit that it does is kind of sloppy because yeah. I'm not sure throughout this whole movie, like whether, like what exactly is going on. Like, what's the history between, you know, are they, have they been hiding all along? Did they go into hiding? I mean, do people that would... know about them? Do some people know about them? I mean, others don't. It, it, it would like, funny. Like... I'm sorry. Go ahead, Ryan. Oh, I was gonna say it'd just be kind of funny if that was the reality. That like they're so secretive, but everyone is like, no, we, we, we know about them. It's just, it's just, it's very weird. It unsettles us. It's like living dolls. We just rather not just, we'd rather not talk accept. about it. Okay. Yeah. Or just, it's like, <laughs> we, we know that they're there. <laughs> it's something that could have been fixed in, in this film with, you know, 30 seconds or less of like a, a wow moment when each of these characters discover. Yeah, there's the no wonder. No, and and that's what yeah. you would have. It'd be some kind of wonder or shock. In reality, it'd probably be horror. Um, but you. Can't I was going to say this would make movie. a very good horror. Oh, like, I think like that's that's the missed opportunity. Is these types you of found out for you horror. found out who we are. Now we that have is, to find you. Yeah, that is a huge <laughs> missed opportunity. Is to turn the borrowers into a horror film. It yeah. needs to happen. Yeah. Um, I'm sure they somebody's just, they done just something track along those you. lines. And they you don't even like... need to be little gremlin-looking things or trolls that come out of your walls like in Cat's Eye and shit. 
or like puppets. No, make them tiny little people like this. Except they can be red-haired, buck-toothed yeah. little people. But they have their own language, and so they're, you know, coming up with little homemade weapons, and they're screaming shit at you, and you can't understand it. It's scary as fuck. It kind of reminded me yeah. a little bit of the gate again. Yeah, but, but you know, with with button clothes and, you know. <laughs> oh, they're so cute, clips. and then they harpoon you in the eye with yeah. the fucking sewing needle. Yeah. Like, oh, shit! <laughs> they just Essentially, these exact same borrowers from this movie, they're just, yeah... <laughs> There's on the warpath, like, and that's where you find out. Like, you go to a haunted house, or you just go to like a decrepit house, and that's when you discover them. And you get out of the house, and then you find out there's a community outside, and there's no escape. Yeah, and the not movie just, just in ends with house. John they're Goodman everywhere, just you driving. Can... <laughs> it's just like I gotta get out of the fucking country, and there's borrowers just sitting in the back waiting. <laughs> you could almost and... fan cut this movie into that. <laughs> and you know what? In in a way, I and I just double check something and i don't want to talk too much about another movie because it's one i think we should do on the show sometime but a year after the borrowers came out there was a film that came out that was like little tiny people things in a world of humans and it was dark as shit and that's small soldiers oh Oh, i love that movie so far yeah that's and so that's one that i did go see (laughs) i said fuck the borrowers but a year later when i was older i went and saw small soldiers and i still like it Oh yeah, you know, that was that my childhood favorite. That one's cool, um, and it—it's a way that if you're that was make Toy Story creepy, with teeth. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so it can be done because yeah, the scene where they're building things out of paper clips and household items is terrifying. <laughs> you know, from a realistic perspective. Cause oh, when they bring the Barbies to life. Yeah. So. Uh. But yeah, I'll save more about that one if we ever cover it. But yeah, yeah, that'd be a good one. But, um, but borrowers, but you know what I mean. Like, there's a lot of these films that kind of always come out, and I'm sure there's things coming out now that I'm just not paying attention to, that are about tiny people, like the tiny people kind of movies. Um, I'm sure there's something. Yeah, you know, yep. they're they always kind of follow this same plotting, which is unfortunately why I found the whole plot to this to be like you, Ryan. Like I just watched this yesterday, and I barely remember anything about the plot because it just it's so it's familiar it's pretty it's very familiar um yeah. Yeah. it's like trying well, to describe to somebody it, how to wiggle your finger it's like yeah. I, it's just intuitive well I and think even about it even <laughs> the whole like and i thought that was just funny that you mentioned it too in the, <laughs> wiggle in the description your big toe. yeah sorry <laughs> oh in the description like that you read there's you know they mentioned like you know special effects have never before been seen on film i've seen this a lot like yeah yeah, i've seen them make little grappling hooks out of you know screws and you know shit out of binder clips i've seen them do all this stuff in everything maybe we should just have new world just not sorry sorry new moon new world new moon do what they've always done but just take like the borrowers versus the small soldiers like they can buy those like fucking. I would just. I'd like stuff. to see Full Moon do a version of the Borrowers. Just rip it off. Call it yeah, the Takers something like or something. That. You know, call it the the. I'll give this right backers. The Takers. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, just, no just Taker backers. Yeah. They'll take your stuff unless you're unlucky, and they'll take your life. <laughs> don't be so, just be the Steelers. Don't, don't be stingy. <laughs> uh, um. Yeah, you brought up the special effects. I think that's really the only thing that left that I have to talk yeah. about in in this movie, and and I think it's one of the places it shines, but it's also its biggest detriment because it's in that it falls into that like late '90s era where there is some CGI here, and mm-hmm. most of it is really bad. Oh um, God, yeah. <laughs> but the practical effects here, and like you said, it's they're not reinventing the wheel here. It's um, but they really go by it's. What do you call it? It's not miniatures. It's it's the opposite of mini- miniatures. It's like macrotures. I don't know. Um, Maybe. But yeah, Dude, so, giant so they versions built of everything. Yeah. Yeah, giant versions, and the sets that they built are really, really incredibly good. I feel like that's that's oh, where yeah. this movie shines. That there's only like two or three of them, but the wall sets, the 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 place where the clock family lives inside the walls is all very, very cool looking. It's also the only place where, like like Ryan said earlier, that I see a lot of similarities to Dave Made a Maze. That must be where that's coming from, because you, you get some of the same aesthetics there. Uh, yeah, just where you're like, hey, whoever built this, good job. <laughs> good job, set yeah. department. Yeah, 
maybe it was Dave. This is just maybe taking just... place somewhere in the. Um, oh my God! But... Can we get like the the crew from uh, Be Kind Rewind to remake the Borrowers? <laughs> yeah, it needs to be sweeted. <laughs> yeah. It needs to be sweeted. Oh, oh we, my God. We, we get sweet this one. We were talking about anyway. <laughs> oh my God! Is this the? That's what we should do. We should sweet our horror version of the Borrowers. <laughs> it's becoming full circle. Like yeah. now, you guys have to listen to the other podcasts <laughs> yep, yep. to get what's Good. going on here. Yeah, check out our review of a uh, Be Kind Rewind and uh, Dave Made a Maze, and you'll and understand what we're talking. Vote to, on talking Facebook about. if we should Swede the Borrowers as a horror film. <laughs> I vote yes. That's uh, a yes. Good, great idea. Yes, so. we should. <laughs> but I mean, there's two ways you could do it. You could you could do it where like you're one of the evil, scary borrowers. Like maybe that's the the perspective you take or that the borrowers constantly live in fear of humans stomping on them and then that's a much easier little set to build it's just stepping on <laughs> just toys make a giant boot just a giant boot just very monty python foot crashing everything <laughs> thin just a lot of like in-camera perspective yep yep yeah awesome. um yeah, the early part of the film I feel like has a good amount of practical a, a large amount of good practical special effects as it gets into the chasing around and some of the more complex uh, I don't know if you would call them action sequences but um, and where CG is utilized the CG is pretty rough it's it's 1997 CG. Uh, there's there's a seed there's a scene of. in a cheese factory or a dairy uh, processing plant, um, which makes where, no fucking sense. The whole layout where of there's some danger place. and whatever. Yeah. Basically, it's the exact same scene if you guys have seen it. I know you have because you're listening to this and you guys are you guys. Uh, if you uh, Star Wars Episode Two, there's yes. a scene. Um, <laughs> it's it, basically identical <laughs> to the fucking uh, the, found, the foundry yeah. or whatever fucking is, yeah where the foundry the... scene. Yeah. Which is one of the more ridiculous scenes in any Star Wars film. Um, but, yeah. So yeah, it's, it's basically it's a... that exact same scene. Tom Felton's pea, uh, pea green clock is trapped in a jar and he's about to drown in cheese and they have to rescue milk. him. And, they throw him yeah. in milk. Oh, he was in milk. That's right. In yeah, milk. in the... They the were going to get cheese. Yeah, milk. John uh, Potter ties them down and, and is going to jump, dump hot... <laughs> kill them by dumping hot cheese on them. How Wisconsin is that? Yeah. It's, oh it's, god! Yeah, it's that a, comment was definitely it's a, made. It's a classic, <laughs> uh, you know, tied to the railroad track scene. Mm-hmm. You know, that's and they're also, rescued by the yeah. yeah at the last minute. So mm-hmm. yeah, my god, what? <laughs> I will say there is like a weird satisfaction I got, and I remember this part of the, like one of the special effects. We're um, earlier we're uh, they're getting the ice cream from the freezer. And I remember her just scooping a big handful of ice cream and eating it. And just like as a I saw this probably when I was eight uh, watching that going, yeah, that that's a desire like that. You know, because everyone knows when you first open up ice cream, like that top layer is just like the perfect creaminess, the softness. So it doesn't been like freezer burned on top yet, and like yeah. and they and yeah, which was a fun detail. They did do like that little bit of like frost on top of the ice cream. It legitimately looked like a fresh thing of chocolate ice cream. But at the same time, it was just like, how has no one dived into that yet? Because there is ice over that fucking thing, but no one has touched this fucking ice cream. And they have a like no. a fucking kid. They have a kid. Um, well, the, oh yeah, in any of these kind of you know little people style movies, or actually, you know, we talked about this, you know, when we mentioned Hook, you know, scenes where there's like gigantic amounts of the food that you oh, like yeah. to eat. That is just the you know, colored it's, whipped cream. It's the uh, '90s equivalent of clickbait for kids. <laughs> it's you know, your kids are gonna love this. Uh, and as a kid, yeah, that sounds awesome. Like I even remember one of the early. Well, it was early to me. Uh, still before my i was born uh the mickey mouse cartoon with the giant the mickey and the beanstalk mm-hmm. you know yes. that, that classic disney cartoon and the scene where there's you know jumping around all the food on the table I, that was one of my earliest versions of like a little people story where you've got okay the, the yeah. giant stuff that was my first well jack and the beanstalks is one is a, yeah. yeah yeah but that was one of my first like introductions the bean. to that theme 
Sorry. <laughs> oh, there's a connection. Tying that's interesting. It all together. Um, okay, I gotta yeah, get to my, my vision board. Yeah, that's one of the things I re- like core memory remember most about that Disney short was was the food scene. Maybe so that's why like our generation those, loves you know. food videos so much. Oh, it's because yeah, of films like this. And the oh, Honey, I Shrunk the 80s. Kids. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and not the chair, the the um the mushroom or not the mushroom the marshmallow pie thing yeah you know. like the, and actually the, the cookies yeah. bringing up honey i shrunk oh, the yeah. kids is interesting yeah. because the latter part of this movie that's kind of what this becomes they don't have like gardens with bugs and stuff but it's it's more like it's using the size as as a as a way to turn everyday things into like action adventure scenarios and um yeah i mean oh. Again, I, I don't know what the alternative is. The alternative is you keep you keep the plot of the movie in the house, and what do you do with that? It's just going to be right, you know, home alone with little people. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. But, they had you know, one thing: the roller skate rocket car. Yeah, that was fueled by like an aerosol can. And yeah, it, it was cool. It, it was kind of cool, but at the same time, just like I'm just waiting for that fire to go into the can. Yeah, that's gonna blow up. <laughs> yeah, You're doing it too. These these fucking borrowers are gonna be fucking everywhere. Let it happen. You know, and and that's the other thing too with these types of kids movies. You know, the the peril is kind of hard to get into because you know, like they they're not blowing up a little person. <laughs> they're not they're not gonna cheese a little person. No, you know, no. yeah. When, no when they pretended that the uh, the Audi that befriends. Um, Oh, what's the daughter's name? I read it early. Ar- Arity. Um, like I get, said, it's all it, going away from me. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to even remember his character. I remember that he was an Audi, and that's all I remember about him. Um, and more, yeah. When an Audi anyway. meets an Innie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Let's not go there. <laughs> it's a different book entirely. <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, he, he rescued... He, well, he supposedly like they show him like basically drown in cheese or get cheesed essentially. They, and, no, they and then th- he threw like, him in like a weird paint mixer, whatever it was. I think it was it he was all separated cheese them. or dairy something, right? Well, that's what so, I thought was so confusing is because like whatever Potter threw him in, he separated him from the rest. It's yeah. like fuck it, I'm gonna kill him separately and throw him in this thing, seal it, turn it on, and it shakes. Like a paint, sh- like a paint shaker, what paint mixer? Sorry, but then like it shows like little black footprints. Like, oh, he escaped. I'm just like, what the fuck is black sludge doing? Yeah, in a, a in a point. dairy factory. Footprints. Let alone yeah. the fact that there's a random just like cheese dispenser that just apparently just goes over the floor. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. like some kind of weird sweepstakes. Well, and the, and the way that the cheese like dumps from one from wherever it's being like hosed, I don't even know how to describe it. Where it's being moved along the assembly line to packaging. Yeah, uh, it, it like has a has a what looks kind of like what they. Oh God, my my total lack of knowledge about farming or industrial food is uh, failing me here, but. Um, as, as we all naturally like, know yeah like, <laughs> but like what you would like see grains or something transported through it's like this giant kind of giraffe necked machine that's going to dump cheese 10 feet through the air down into another <laughs> vat like who would like why would it work that way like that doesn't make any sense at all but anyway no and it's just a movie like this is just it's know, just cruel, but <laughs> there was one comment made like Oh my god, it's like after John Goodman is covered in that cheese that just, it bothered me to watch, because I'm just like, uh, he's squeaking. Like, I, like anyone who's gotten, like, melted cheese on their cheese, clothes, like, like a, a good amount of just spilt nachos a cheese on your crotch, don't ask. Uh, and it's just like, well, those shorts are ruined, because um, it gets in the fibers. But there's a, ra- like, it's raining at one point, like, near the end of the movie, and he's trying to run to get the demolition office, whatever, with the will. And, like, my partner makes the comment, like, oh, God, if I was him, I'd just, just stand in the rain. Just for a few minutes. You don't have to be in a hurry. You have the will. And I'm, like, I'm having the exact same thought. Yeah. <laughs> Even as John Goodman, I'm just, like, I'm just going to fucking stand here. Well, no, that reminds me of one one later in the movie scene I actually enjoyed a little bit. And that is when they got to the uh, 
the city office or whatever they need to find the department of demolitions yeah and john goodman walks in there just you know being like <laughs> potter as he is and he's just really rude to the receptionist and she kind of like nicely prods him to say please or whatever be polite um and when he doesn't do it or gives her some line about i'm you know i'm ocean speed potter or something i don't know um i don't remember what he says exactly as a dick does yes right <laughs> she gives him the directions to get to the uh the demolitions department and it's like go up this stairway then go up another elevator and all of like just this kind of like winding a, around like and like he's a like four sure minute no joke. other way to get there yeah 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 and uh then um, the kid, Pete Lender, and the exterminator, Jeff, come in, and uh, they're very polite about how they ask for it. She's like, oh, it's just up the stairs, or up, take the elevator straight up and to the left or something like that. And so they get Elevator there. straight to the top, door up front. They're right yeah. in front of it. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway. It, it well, was, it was a, yeah, like you said, a long joke, but I, I kind of liked it, but. I did yeah, too. It, it, <laughs> it was, was it was satisfying was, in this movie. Yeah, it was one of the two jokes that I actually wrote down. Like, okay, that was well done. Yeah. And the other one was oh, and she does like the, that weird little like pick something out of her teeth randomly, like oh, yeah. at the end of her scene. I'm like, what yeah. the fuck was that? It's kind for? of a good character, just like character <laughs> right? kind of yeah. thing. But yeah. uh, the other scene that really stood out to me that actually like, made me laugh out loud was um, the very end when John Goodman has finally cracked <laughs> yes. just the way that he's so calmly at the police station at the police station and they're all yeah. laughing at him but even just he's like yes like his total acceptance <laughs> and shock <laughs> it was like that was really well done on his part that was delivered yeah. perfectly um, wow he's he's pretty much good throughout this thing without him this thing is this movie's yeah. not anywhere near as watchable as it is yeah they're yeah. very good at climbing they're very, very, yeah, very good, good at climbing. climbing. Very good at climbing. I mean, just yeah, that was uh, that. I hate to say, like, oh yeah, the best part to me was the very end, <laughs> but that was the scene at the very end that I I liked the most. So <laughs> I don't know what it is, but I felt like I I blame the Marvel movies for making me just watch credits. <laughs> yeah, I let the credits run a little bit longer than I needed to at the end of the movie. I'm like. This feels like a movie that might have an after credit scene. Then I stop. I'm like, no, I don't need it. It doesn't. It doesn't, from to yeah. my knowledge. But it's just one of those things where it's just like, uh, nope, good. Yeah. Please stop. It's <laughs> yeah. It's a kids it, movie. I mean, I'm I'm not yeah, gonna shit on a kids movie because I'm not. Again, I wasn't the target audience for it. But I'm trying to compare it to other movies of like the same theme. Um, mm. You know, like little people in the walls kind of a thing or whatever and even for its time i feel like there were better ones than this yeah i, I think it was just trying to make up for that like honey i shrunk the kids deficit because there's none of none of that existed in like the late 90s unless you watched the show honey i shrunk the kids which i did but there was yeah. more than just shrink it involved like there but was all there kinds was, of weird shit in that movie there was but like i said the there show. was also small soldiers that around this time yeah um you know this wasn't this wasn't anything new and it's just the way that you know even the way it was kind of you know discussed in on the back of the dvd like never seen anything like this what because you added a little bit of cgi like the very first cgi scene to my knowledge with that hook being thrown up onto the table Mm. in the very beginning i think that's the first cgi scene but it's still very early in the film and it looks pretty I think they were trying to sell the the practical yeah. more than anything. And I won't lie, yeah. actually, the tra- the the techniques of transition between the big world and the small world, like in one camera motion, I thought was like, mm-hmm. like you can see how it's done, but it's like hmm, this is actually this actually held up surprisingly well for what it is. Well, and you know, watching yeah, it on three sixty p. and like so all those are are camera effects and practical effects it's the digital stuff that you know they really tried to push on this is the the weak part which is every kid's thing in the 90s and early 2000s well as we've mentioned before this is around the time when you know digital effects like that were becoming um a little less expensive so you know you could you could get it in there with uh you know within the budget but it wasn't going to look like terminator or jurassic park or you know 
things like that. Yeah. So, but you know, but it's it's fine. It's yeah. fine. Since well, it's out. yeah, yeah. You guys, uh, sounds like we're ready to give this thing a grade. If uh, yeah, I'm sure we some, were a long time ago. Like... <laughs> for some reason, something <laughs> always popped up. <laughs> yeah. Um, what do you guys? Uh, doesn't matter who starts. But um, what do you guys think of the the borrowers? Just go, Joe. Um, it was fine. I mean, like like I've kind of been saying during this discussion, it's it's a check in on okay, here's what a little person in the walls movie is going to look like in 1997. And yeah, it feels very 1997 in its style. Um, the it, it, it's it's a kids movie. I can see how kids liked this one. I can see why it was well received because it's not like offensively bad or anything like that. There's nothing really wrong with it. Um, it's just not. It it reminds me of, and I'm not going to go off on like a tangent here, but when I I took my dad to see the first Lord of the Rings movie. When we took him to see uh, Fellowship, and we walked out, and he said, eh, "That was all right." I was like, "That was better than all right." I mean, that was pretty good. <laughs> and he goes, "Yeah, but I've kind of seen all that stuff before. Like, oh, the big cave troll remind me of the Rancor in Return of the Jedi." And I had to explain to him, like, "Yeah, but but you know, this came first, but he didn't see it first, you know." Yeah, so, right. uh, you know, this didn't really wow me. But I bet if if a little kid in the you know late nineties saw this, this was their first introduction to this whole subgenre of storytelling. Well, I could see how they'd like it. I could see how it would be impactful. Um, well, you know, it's it's yeah. you know kid level comedy. It doesn't really have a lot of jokes thrown in for adults, which sometimes you get in kids movies. But it it checks the boxes. Nothing really more than that. Um, yeah. John Goodman's great in it, as we mentioned, and again that last scene with him is really really <laughs> funny, especially because it's you know big. This is back when John Goodman was still, you know, a very large, large man. And he's oh, got there's that so many fat voice. jokes. Yeah, there's a lot <laughs> of those. Um, but just watching him, this kind of big, intimidating presence, and he's just being so calm, talking about these little tiny people, is really pretty comical. So, uh, yeah, there's nothing really wrong with it, but it's nothing really too special either. I'm going to give it, like, a perfect mid-C. Mm. Yeah. I can say, as a kid growing up in the 90s uh i can't say that i don't know if an eight an eight-year-old might have been a target for this like yeah, this seems like an hard. in-between like the main character is definitely 10 11 mm-hmm. who is also mm-hmm. by the way the boy from jumanji um oh yeah yeah um okay. yeah. but like I kind of remembered this movie. I didn't forget about this movie entirely, but it was just one of those, like, check on the list. Like, yep, saw it. Like, it, like saw, just bombarded by the media, like, the, the advertisement for it, like, growing up and just, like, it's one of those things where it's like, maybe I should see this thing. It looks like it be might, might be up my alley. I like miniatures, and I like the concept of bigger world items and shit, and, like, that's what intrigued me but like i remember seeing it as a kid and go eh. and seeing it as an adult going eh. like yeah. c is accurate like you don't want to diss it more um but like outside of the practical effects like this which are fun uh outside of that it's just kind of mad and it does that weird thing where you don't know what time period they're in which is actually a cool thing i don't hate it um, which I think ad- really added to this movie, to be honest, that world building where it's just like the fusion between like future and past tech and like the meshing of like very like New York City and like a small uh, yeah, like suburbs outside of London or some shit. It's just like, OK, interesting aesthetic. But after, but that's it. After that, like everything else is just kind of like, yep, this is a kid this seems like a plot in a kid's book. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I hate to say it, but witches is kind of similar, <laughs> but I, I like witches that too. more. Yeah. 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 Um, can't deny that witches is very similar, but that one, I don't know. That one kind of hits a little bit better, but, um, anyways, yeah, C, I already said C, C, C. Yeah. I think we're going to be uh, fairly unanimous here. Like, yeah, that was kind of my my take on the whole thing. Is it's it's okay. It's perfectly watchable. Uh, 
John Goodman kind of makes it a little more watchable than it would be without him. Mm-hmm. But um, it, I don't know. It's competent, but kind of lackluster. I feel like the world and and what's going on here is is very underdeveloped. Like I don't know if the, I know it's a series of books, and I don't know if they thought maybe they would get a chance to do a little more of that. Because the end of the the end of the movie, we get to see all the other borrowers, all the Audis. Uh, that there's this whole society of borrowers living, you know, all over the place. And um, I feel like maybe uh, somewhere in the second act, maybe we should have seen a little more of that. It might have been nice to know a little bit more about the world that the borrowers live in. But yeah. maybe they thought maybe they thought they'd get a chance to do that later uh, in, in subsequent films that didn't come to play out. But it does leave this one feeling a bit underdeveloped. Like they are just so they could have done something a little more with that. Um, you would have thought that uh, the Audi borrower Spiller, that's the friend, I, I found the name on Wikipedia, but that's the friend that they, they make, maybe would uh, could have taken her back to like his world and shown her some of that stuff. You get a whole <laughs> second act piece that's missing there that could have been done. But anyway, um, yeah, overall it's it's fine. I don't think I don't think this has much appeal to like modern children. I didn't try to show this to my kids, but I, I feel like this is one that they might lose interest in a little bit. It's just not quite, you know, exciting enough, and the special effects aren't quite to the standard that. Uh, I swear to God, if there's a TikTok like, like a week from now, and for some reason, this is just blew up with Gen Z. Uh, I, don't know. <laughs> I mean, a Gen lot of Gen Zers are entering their twenties yeah. though, so I mean, let that sit in. Yeah. I don't know. Overall, it's it's a very middle of the road like family film, so I'm gonna land exactly where you guys did and give it a C. I I feel like it'd be cruel to like, you know, give it criticize less. it much yeah. more than that because it's yeah. competent. Like, there's nothing wrong with the way it was made, and and but yeah, it's like it's yeah. a C movie. <laughs> Someone could really enjoy this. This could really be their thing. It's just not. Uh, yeah, honestly, and in 1997, it, it just didn't this sell the charm. Been a, this should have been a much more a charming movie, and it just never yeah. sold. It ne- the movie itself never takes the time to actually sell it. I think. Yeah, but. you could have made your characters a little more charming too. Like I, I like exactly. I said, I didn't, I, I didn't relate with them at all, and found them to be a little bit annoying, actually. So. Oh, horrible! So. It's a trend that I I notice also in movies late '90s into the early 2000s. I'm thinking like the the live action Dr. Seuss movies. You know, like mm, the Grinch yeah. and the Cat in the Hat, which oh, is shit. creepy, weird. Um, but yeah, it's like it. You're going for charming, but it's not landing, unfortunately. Right. You know, and it, it yeah. should be. But but uh, we would love to know what any of our listeners think of the borrowers. Are are you going to start the borrower trend and it and prove us all wrong? Um, <laughs> are you going to really sit in the back of our cars and wait to kill us with various like household items made and of I, yeah, fucking pencils give, and shit? Yeah, don't give people ideas. Right. <laughs> I had a good life. I don't have a car. Good luck. Ha! <laughs> we would love to know what you think of this film um, or any other films that we've talked about on the uh, on the podcast. Uh, please feel free to send any of those questions, comments, criticisms, or witticisms to the Video Junk Air Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at Video Junk Pod and find us on Facebook and Instagram at our main Video Junk Air Podcast pages. If you write it, we'll read it, and we look forward to hearing from you. And if you would like to help us create more Video Junkyard podcasts, please consider making a small donation over at our Patreon page at patreon.com slash videojunkyardpodcast. Uh, anything you do donate does go straight back into helping us create the podcast. Maybe um, at this point we a... should just have like a little section for donations for, through Patreon to go towards our borrower, borrower's remake yeah it's like if you guys want to start funding our fucking sweden possibly we could get up to a certain yeah a certain amount of followers and get our uh sweden version horror movie version of the borrowers put together so i think that sounds like a good idea we'll see what we can do but either way next week coming up on the podcast we uh, are going to march straight into our halloween season and uh start off with uh Bubba Hotep, which is uh, one I've been wanting to review. I think all three of us have been wanting to mm-hmm. review and pretty much since we started oh, yeah. doing this. So, uh, we're also going to look at the 2010 remake of The Wolfman. Um, we have yet to pick another one, so if you have any good ideas, let us know. But also, uh, for Halloween, the uh, the end of the month, we're going to look at the Peter Jackson film The Frighteners, which is another mm-hmm. one I think that's been on our list for forever and ever. So, we're kind of clearing out the lists this Halloween, but... Um, 
yeah, so join us for any or all of those, and um, yeah, we'll just uh, hope you'll come back and uh, join us for uh, in the future. Absolutely. We hope you've enjoyed listening to the Video Junkyard podcast. Maybe enjoyed it enough to share it around. And until next time, I'm Joe Peterson. And I'm Eric Branson. And I'm Ryan Sasko. End of the line, Bergman! You have been listening to the Video Junkyard podcast. I do wish we could chat longer, but I'm having an old friend for dinner. You just can't let them go? Go. Stay on the road. We want to take this opportunity to thank you for listening to the Video Junkyard Podcast and remind you to find us on social media on Facebook at facebook.com slash video junkyard podcast on Twitter at video junk pod and on Instagram as video junkyard podcast all one word want to thank you again for listening and keep digging who knows what treasures you'll find in the video junkyard. <laughs>